2: or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.
3: Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you.
1: Hello, hello. Thanks for listening to Hoovering. Tell everyone else you ever meet in the whole wide world about it, please. Spread the word about this podcast. Also, if you've got any spare wedge, that's money then um, I'm on a site called Patreon. It's really good. Go to patreon.com forward slash Pod. And in exchange for tiny amounts of monies, I can keep going with the podcast, keep growing with the podcast, and you will get prizes, rewards, like tickets to stuff, loads of extra podcast stuff, loads of extra material. Eventually, there might be merch I would ha- even send you prezzies on your birthday if you get one of the tiers. Anyway, there's so many things on there. Have a look. Please, may you have a look. Do you want to come to a live show of hoovering? Yes, please. There's two in London coming up, 27th, 28th of January. The tickets are flying. So if you want to come to that, I would say to get a little wriggle on, go to unrestrictedview.co.uk forward slash the hyphen hoovering hyphen podcast hyphen live. Last quick plug bore off okay i'll be quick i'll be quick is um i'm doing some new material gigs in london they're only three quid in advance there's one in november there's only a few tickets left for that there's three in december with amazing guests joining me all doing sort of extended sets of new stand-up material guests like bridget christie and josie long um as i said only three quid in advance go to we got and then search for honers club h-o-n-e-r-s So, to the podcast. This week's guest is someone more of you have asked for me to try and talk to than anyone else and I'm still reeling with pride that I managed to sort it out and reeling with honour that I got some time with this brilliant force of a person. It's an activist, writer and cook whose focus on food poverty is making the world a brighter, better place. Jack Munro. We'll hear Jack make a noise like a dragon that means her cold's getting cured and we'll learn how to keep supermarket herbs alive and so much more. So you join us now as we're tucking into some Tyne cheese, some of the most highly lauded vegan cheese that there is from a truly brilliant independent company in Newcastle.
0: I've got some vegan cheese, which I think, again, not unreasonably gets a bit of a bad rap. Yes,
1: Yes,
4: most vegan cheese (laughs) is horrendous. Um, I've tried a lot of it, so I might approach this with trepidation. Yes, (laughs) I don't blame you.
0: The only one I found a little bit addictive, but not because it's anything like cheese, is those VO Life slices.
4: Oh well, they melt well on toast. Yeah, and yeah. on like
0: like fake burgers and stuff. Yeah, the they're... mozzarella
4: slices are good for doing like a cheese and marmite sandwich. But, okay. But, but they need a lot of marmite. Right. Like, <laughs> and then that's actually just secretly it's just all about the marmite. Yeah, it's just yeah. a marmite sandwich with a bit of gib in it. Then.
0: Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> fine. Also, they're just so salty, but I'm just addicted to salts. So that's fine. There's a woman in Newcastle who's mm-hmm. this is her company. She set it all up. She makes it all. Got some friends who are. Been vegan for years, you swear by
4: this. Okay, why does she spell cheese, C-H-E-A-S-E? What's the story going <laughs> it? I don't know,
0: maybe it's to not confuse
4: oh yeah maybe because yeah because it can't actually <laughs> technically be cheese yes do if you I think thought about a- that for one minute I mean, but like <laughs> there's loads of
0: vegan <laughs> cheese that calls itself cheese
4: well cheese is like spelt with a z or whatever it oh, is yeah it, so
0: that's J. true but actually so
4: maybe do you think there's like yeah, a regulatory thing i don't think there was but there may be because i know france had a bit of a kick-off about not calling sausages sausages and it's like well sausages are a shape like sausage dogs aren't made of sausages are they but we all know them as sausage dogs it's
0: not, yeah, yeah no exactly I I think there's some things, like, obviously champagne has to come from champagne to be called that, and, like,
4: yeah.
0: I don't have to say it, but is it poi lentils or pre-lentils? Yeah, they have,
4: because they come from a very specific region, and balsamic vinegar, de Medina, has to come from Medina, and So, right. like that. So there but is, that, there's, but, but there's that's is a load of
0: shit, isn't it? Because there's, like, you can just buy dark green lentils, and they're exactly the same. And they're like, not exactly, exactly the, the same, are but they? they are
4: very close, but yeah. you can't call it pre-lentil pre-lentil unless it's pre-lentil. basically. Um, but they are—they are basically just slightly better green lentils. Uh, yeah. But they are slightly better. But are they? I just use green lentils. Yeah, yeah, I just
0: use green lentils. I've got some seedy crackers to have them on. But embarrassingly, my mum stays at the beginning of the week, and they we just have do. Good <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> <the> old <laughs> mum. Yeah. She has got like. the excuse of being diabetic. No, no, that's on. fine. I'm, I'm not going to take biscuits them. off your diabetic. <laughs> <laughs> that smoked one's really nice.
4: Well, this one's like truffle cheese. I mean, I'd mm. be a tit not to try it, wouldn't I? It looks oh, nice. Is it? Yeah, it's nice actually. It's got quite a malleable quality to it. It looks like play-doh. Yeah, you can literally squish yeah. it in your fingers.
0: It's not like cheese.
4: There's nothing like I cheese. I do not know a
0: cheese that you could mull a snowman out
4: of. Exactly. Mm.
1: I mean, it's, it looks nice though. It's yeah. spreadable, it's spreadable. That's yeah.
0: what we're looking for. The smoked one, I think, I prefer even more. That's a bit rich, okay.
4: though. That's not a problem. I have. No. No? I just don't eat with that. Yeah. Good, you? <laughs> oh well, it's all yours. Mm. I'm just trying to smoke one home. Yeah. All falling apart in
0: my hands. <laughs> normally, I start by asking, "What's the best and the worst thing you've eaten this week?"
4: Which it's is the best thing I've eaten this week? Do you know what? I eat so much, I can't even. I genuinely can't even. It's too hard to think back in the last twenty four hours. Okay, the last twenty four hours, the best thing I've eaten. What? From How to Eat by Nigella Lawson.
2: Yeah.
4: And it is her like French petit peas, and um, <laughs> <laughs> petit or whatever. I do yeah. pronounce it. Um, and they are just basically peas put in a little bit of butter. I use sunflower oil. Um, with lettuce and a tiny bit of chicken stock. And the type of chicken stock I use this Osum awesome chicken stock because it's vegan. Right! Um, yeah, and it's it like chicken stock. Oh my God. It's awesome! Like so you get it from like the kosher aisle in the supermarket, it's like a Jewish um, brand. Oh, nice! Um, so basically, it's just these peas mm. cooked in like a little bit of stock with like a head of lettuce chopped into it, cooked for 10 15 minutes, absolutely phenomenal. So I sat and ate my way through about two people's portions of those peas yesterday while I was working at my desk. Yeah. And then I um, had the rest for dinner and stirred through some pasta So I blitzed no. half of it To make like, that bright green like, broth and put pasta Ouch. in it And then had the rest of it Scatched on top Really yeah. lovely oh, I didn't even Instagram it Because I just ate it I'm just busy eating it Yeah I'm
0: not very good at Instagramming what I'm eating And I'm not very good at Um I'm not very good at even getting to these podcasts without being starving, so that yeah. I do spend the whole first half of it all stuff, but actually, I'm, I'm, I'm quite happy doing that with this.
4: Yeah, I Instagram maybe a fifth of what I eat. Yeah. And if you look at how much I Instagram, it's about how much I eat. I'm a <laughs> um, human dustbin. Good, it's
0: great. <laughs> that yeah. sounds so yum.
4: I've still, to this date, been
0: too scared to cook a lettuce. What? I've roasted a cabbage, but I've never cooked a lettuce. I'm oh. not, I haven't really lived.
4: Lettuce tastes really well to a little gentle, like, heat. Right, just, like, mm. frying in with some oil and It just goes of, yeah, it's really nice. I put lettuce with pasta quite a lot. Just chop it in. It doesn't work slightly, but retains a bit of its crunch, and it's really nice.
0: Oh, lush. Okay, I'm going to give it a go. You've got to Okay.
4: Mm.
0: Okay, I'm going to give it a go. And the worst
4: thing? I made myself um, some of my Make Yourself Better mug this morning, which been a little bit rough. It's like turmeric, ginger. Mm. Um, the original recipe is honey, but I put golden syrup in mine. Yeah, um, and I thought I'd add like black pepper and cayenne pepper, so it's really giving me a kick in there. Because this for a cold, morning. yeah, cold, okay, it's it's cast, sort of anything that run being run down. And I thought I'm going to make it really strong because I feel really rough. Yeah. Um, so I put three teaspoons of turmeric in it and like half a stem of ginger. <laughs> and I was sitting on the train with it in this little like takeaway coffee mug. And I took a sip of it. And I was just like <laughs> <laughs> She's, like, literally marching my way through a meadow, It was, like... <laughs> it was, like, so overpowering. I and mean, we it did the trick. so I feel fantastic now, but I've still got half of it in my bag because I'm just, like, if diluted well, that's yeah. a really lovely drink. Yeah. But I would not recommend tripling the quantities of it <laughs> in the same amount of liquid because it's just a bit too much. Too much. It worked, but it was <laughs> but just But you like, not want
0: your first reaction to a daytime drink to be... A dragon's. Yeah, as
4: well, it was kind of. I was on a train as well, it was (laughs) completely packed. I was sitting in this little thing of six seats with two other people, like two other people opposite me and two people next to me. And I just made this absolutely atrocious noise. It's kind of like.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And then obviously, everyone around you looks
4: at you in horror, like you've got some contagious illness. (laughs) Someone on there choking a cat. And, I was, just yeah. Saying, yeah, and I was just like, I was like I'm, I'm I'm not I'm not ill. Um I just I just never mind, I just don't feel like justifying myself actually, as everyone's like shuffling away from you a little bit. So yeah, I think actually and of, of my own volition I made that myself. Oh, I've right. made conscious decisions to make that horribly strong and then I put it in my mouth on the morning commute and it was not fun.
0: Oh, Would you mind explaining, like, where this all started for you? You're a writer, writing a blog. Yeah. New mum. A single
4: mum with a doll, writing, yeah. a, writing a local politics blog, really. Yeah. Um, and then I started to write about food. Yeah. And it sort of escalated from that.
0: And since then, you've carried on writing about food on a budget, essentially, yeah. for what appears to be, as far as I can see, like an ever-growing equality gap in yeah. this country. Um, so it just feels as timely as ever. What do you think about food banks in terms of, I mean, I know they're amazing, that's a given, but in terms of, are they a stopgap? Are they for the long haul? Is there hope in them being, do you think that we're, this is how we're going to live now, big society, food banks, or is there hope in potentially history repeating itself, eventually a change in government?
4: Well, that's a big question. Um, yeah, sorry, it started with a whopper. <laughs> well, I think that the need for food banks is a national disgrace. Yeah. And the fact that the demand for them grows year on year um, says a lot about the state of our society, mm-hmm. as it is, at the moment the health of our welfare system um, and the fact that really there's been a degree of complacency from government organisations like the DWP, who now openly refer people to food banks. It's sort of like, well, no, mate, that's what you're there for. Mm. That's what you, you're supposed to be there with the safety net to catch people when they fall, not hack a great big hole in your safety net and then say, there's all right, there's another one underneath. So catch yeah. you. But it feels like, like that's what
0: um, Cameron meant. Back in the day, a long time ago, when that coalition first came in and said, big society, basically... Yeah. It's going to be philanthropy. It's going to be the kindness of others.
4: philanthropy. Is it's very nice, isn't it? Oh, well, isn't so, it, but it,
0: was, was, it was wasn't it Tony Benn? Loaded people are not.
4: Was it Tony Benn who said that charity is a cold, grey, loveless thing? That if each man wants to do good, he should just pay his taxes, and that is just absolutely right. It's like yeah, you know. And so we have these systems in place to support people when when they hit hard times or if they're you know, not privileged to be born into a wealthy family or whatever. And the fact that so many charities have to pop up and plug those gaps, Yeah, but you can't just opt in and go, oh, well, I'm going to do something nice and fluffy for my community. Because actually it's a real sickness at the heart of our communities that so many people are going hungry in the first place. And I, I have this... And there's huge internal struggle about it, because I know personally people who vote Conservative, Oh, we've gone straight into politics now, <laughs> who vote Conservative and who are like, oh, well, we should reduce welfare spending or whatever, or, or believe everything they read in the Daily Mail about people on benefits living in eight-bedroom houses. But they don't, by the way. And then they, like, donate some cans to their local food bank or they volunteer there, and then you're like, can you not see the The correlation between the way that you vote and the charity that you volunteer for yeah. <laughs> is like, can you not... I mean, the best thing you can do... Can you not is see that people, that's
0: mopping up a mess that you're making? Yeah,
4: exactly. It's like the best thing you can do for people who are in poverty and people who are suffering the impact of austerity is stop bloody voting for it. It's yeah. like, you know, you can't just make a great big mess and then just decide to clean up a little bit of it. I mean, yeah. you, it's just... And that's the whole thing, it's like the big society stuff it makes people feel better about themselves, it makes them feel like they're doing something, and yes they are, and every tin donated to a food bank helps literally save the lives of people like me, Yeah. but isn't it time we sort of, not stop donating because I would never advocate that because food banks are there and they need all the support, but... We also need to sort of sort out the underpinning issues as to why people are there in the yeah. first place. Stop making people, the
0: mess. It's all good and well like doing your bit to clean it up, but you've got to acknowledge got to stop that making, it's it, you you're making it. Yeah. And
4: you can apply that broadly to everything, can't you? Yeah. It's, like, it's all very well trying to clean up the mess, but how about you just stop making it in the first place? It's like having children, isn't it? My so- oh, God, oh, sorry. It's right? Right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> This podcast full of those noises. It's my fine. son,
4: like, you know. He'll tidy a corner of his bedroom while simultaneously trashing the rest of it. He's like, tidy like, the corner, and you're like... And he's eight, and even now he gets that, that actually, that's not how you do it. You have to methodically clean it all up.
0: But and then take like, real joy in trashing it again. Yes. It's hard to teach them that. Yeah. <laughs> but less of a good allegory for politics. Yes. I like to think that there's always hope. Currently, for me personally, that's in Corbyn. But I wonder, like, if eventually... For now, let's be, like, totally optimistic. We live in a relative utopia where everyone has access to enough, maybe even plenty. In that hypothetical scenario, how different would the food be that you wrote about?
2: Or
4: not at all. I think you could divide all the wealth in this world equally between everybody. And in ten years' time, we would be exactly that humour. Really? Because selfish people will always be selfish.
0: Yeah. It's part and of our humanity.
4: Yeah. And... I think that inequality is so deeply rooted in our society that there will always be people who find a way to take more from those who have less. Yeah. You know, we can re- we can solve some of the problems for some of the time, but it is a utopian idea. It's not... You don't think it's possible to think change? I don't think it's possible. I would love to think it's possible. I used to think it was possible, now I'm old and cynical and bitter. <laughs> um, I just think that we do the best that we can to help those that we can reach. Yeah and reach those that we can't. I wonder whether maybe it's possible to do it in
0: smaller... Like perhaps looking at the whole planet, it's just impossibly massive to think
4: about there being that hopeful. But in the, smaller the sales and smaller countries. The difficulty with it is, in order for that system to work, everyone needs to buy into it. Yeah. And we live in an increasingly polarised and selfish world. Mm. And I think those of us who would love to have a socialist utopian ideal aren't the ones who are in a position to do it. Yeah. When the wealthiest, like, 1% of the world has, like, most of the percent yeah, of the wealth. It's like, you just got to do what you can to go around behind them and mop up their mess and
0: you. Do you think, if you've ever literally not had enough to eat to the point where you've gone without, like mm-hmm. you have, can you ever forget that? No really no. you can be at a point even if you got to a point of
4: absolute affluence it will always be with you in some yeah. form it will, all, it, it will always be with me I hoard food now like a like home, like, 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 like I get scared of not having enough yeah. and I literally I hoard it I will fill my cupboards with tins and spices and everything and yeah. I've got more food now than I've ever known and I'm still like compulsively by it I, yeah. it's it's something I'm working on but no I will never forget it I always carry snacks with me I can't be hungry being hungry and being cold just the same thing really? it literally down with is like a fast track straight back into depression and it's a really quick backslide and it's it's a proper like trigger for me because it was so traumatic at the time and so endlessly traumatic I can't it's impacted my mental health so much that it's it's almost a it's almost a running joke in my household. It's just like I start to get a bit bluesy or a bit glum, and and mm. everyone's instantly on alert. When did you last eat? Have you eaten? Because it's the first thing that's like quick get get a snack. Like it's like yeah yeah yeah, and it's it's really weird to talk about like I go out for fancy dinners now. I can yeah. I can you know I can stop off at the shop and buy myself a sandwich any time I like. Yeah, but I am almost obsessive about where my meal meal's coming from. It's
0: perfectly logical with that background mm. for it. I mean, I'm similar without mm. anywhere near the excuse.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> How connected do you think what you're eating is to your mental health? I mean, it's obvious be mm. connected to your physical health. Huge day. Yeah.
4: Massively. um but I I reverse engineer that. It's like when right. I when I'm eating badly, it's usually because I'm. No, there is any bad eating really, but yeah. um, it's usually when I'm sort of. Up to me, as one of the indicators that my mental health is starting to slide. Right, and the two sort of it's the sort of which comes first, the chicken or the egg, isn't it? It's like, yeah. am I am I eating rubbish because I'm blue, or am I blue because I'm eating rubbish? And it's like it's it's so personal and individual and like yeah depending on the individual. So I try to keep my recipes really simple, really accessible. But I also do recipes that are like, take a pot noodle, fill it with mixed frozen vegetables, let it stand for two minutes. Like, it's quick, it's two minutes. You've only got to boil the kettle. It's basically junk food, but at least it's got some goodness in it. Yeah. And actually, that's a 500-calorie, fully sufficient meal that's got protein, fat, carbs, and if you use a mixed frozen veg, you've got (laughs) four kinds of vegetables in it, so... (laughs) You know, fill your boots. That's feel amazing, about actually, it. oh, I hadn't clocked that
0: one. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I think it's just so inextricably linked. But that point about the chicken and egg is so spot on. And there'll be times as well where I find that even if I'm eating really like you know loads of vegetables, really like thinking about it, taking my time, blah blah blah, what yeah. she meant to do, and I still find this like crushing tiredness. Yeah, of, and then you're like, wow there's going to be something else then that yeah. be
4: something else it's I mean, not
0: curable anyway it, it, suddenly like eating it, like a
4: eating your greens is great yeah. right
0: like got, <laughs> it's not going to cure everything
4: got, you know I've got PTSD <laughs> anxiety autism and depression I'm like I could, I could eat my way through an actual field of kale and I would still have all of those things like, so actually sometimes you just want some crisps <laughs> i anyone even suggest kale. Hey, I will put them through the nearest window because they are not crisp. <laughs> it's like I said one the other day. Was like so I was like, oh, I really love something with crisp. i were like, oh, why don't you make them out of kale? I was like. Because I said I love salt and being a crisp. I said, so, <laughs> I love misery. Or I love, like, you know, I love pretending to eat dried up bits of vegetable. I'm a, I like the crisps and the sheer amount of fat I have to put on kale to make it palatable and against the fact that it's a bloody green in the first place. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Just might as well get, get, have a yeah. salt and a good disco. I put a recipe up for kale pesto
4: yesterday and I was like 100 mils of oil, 50 grams of cheese.
3: A a little bit of kale.
0: (laughs) (laughs) An afterthought of kale.
4: Yeah, just like, just enough to make it just green. (laughs) (laughs) It's for colour, really.
0: (laughs) (laughs) My next question is really selfish, actually. Like, your first book, which I love, A Girl Called Jack, you talk about growing herbs on a wobbly shelf. That's exactly what I've got. I've got little, the saucers that the pots are in. Yeah won't well, fit on the only shelf i've got by a window so they've got like um just objects underneath to balance the second half on so basically how do you keep a herb alive do you have to just really pay that a lot of attention i can only keep basil alive and even then it goes all it's like a tree of wood each stalk nice. underneath with about five leaves on it
4: that just keep do you pinch the leaves off, off. How are you, you how are supposed to take off?
0: them off? I don't know. So just
4: pinch them at the base, really gently.
0: Of the actual leaf, yeah, not at the, the stalk. base of the leaf,
4: not the stalk. Just pinch oh. the leaf at the base, and then you leave enough like leaf bud there that it grows a new leaf.
0: <gasps> this is gold.
4: But so what you do is when you buy those herbs in a pot. Yeah. Take it out of the pot and look at it. The root ball is so knotted up inside it, yeah, yeah, yeah. it is as far as it is going to grow. It's, yeah. it's what oh, so, do you pot buy there? them
1: in a supermarket
4: pot? Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. Right from seeds. So, buy them from a supermarket pot. Yeah. And when you get that root ball, you take it out, yeah. you dig your fingers in very gently, and you split that plant in half and then in half again, so into quarters. And then you put each of those quarters in a new pot and you fill that new pot with compost all the way around it and then you water it. And then it gets to grow and it gets to expand and you get four plants for the price of one. And if you kill one of them, you've got another three kicking around. This is amazing. you do that with any... And don't overwater them. Give them plenty of sun and just leave them alone. And if they start to die out properly, just soak them in the sink of water overnight and then drain them off the next morning. Okay. Oh, my God. Back to life. I feel like I've just been
0: on, like, a a year's culinary... But also, like,
4: that's 70p. Yeah. So, use it. Use it until it dies. And if you absolutely, completely, naturally kill it, go and get another one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. I am not still using the same basil plant. I wrote a girl called Jackie. (laughs) No. I'm just not.
0: (laughs) Can't pretend that I am. Someone told me, maybe this is rubbish, but that the supermarkets do something to those pots sometimes so that they won't grow if you try and do them at home.
4: That's absolutely bollocks. bollocks? People have conspiracy theories about everything. (laughs) One of the things that Sainsbury's has zero interest in whatsoever is whether you can grow some basil from their basil because plants are plants and plants will grow. What they do is they put them in a pot that is too small for them, basically. So right. What you do is you take it out of that pot, put it in a bigger and one, and you put it in a bigger one. It's like it's not. I've it just like. had my mind blown. There is no so way on God's earth that you can take a plant and make it stop growing. It's like <laughs> it's not what they do. They grow. It's like it's be really like having a human and saying stop growing. You're like, well, actually, if we feed me more, I am actually going to expand. So. Yeah. <laughs> and we are just slightly more complex plants. So
0: totally, totally. Is there anything that you eat in, like, a really particular way? That's salt and vinegar crisps, right. like six bags at a time. Six bags at a time? Yeah. Talk me through the process. Oh, what, I crunch cruncher? Do you lick them? Do you suck them?
4: No, I eat the biggest ones first. Perfect. And then I shake all the little tiny bits into my mouth. This is ideal to me, Six bags at a time. Yeah. But, Jack, tell me, um, what is the best salt and vinegar crisp? Salt and vinegar discos or salt and vinegar McCoys. Now, McCoys oh. have just brought out um, salt and vinegar... Like chips, they're like crisps that shape like chips, but they're a bit fatter and they're really salty and really vinegary. Like a fish and chips or chip,
0: or like a fry,
4: like a fry. <gasps> and they're yeah. really, and they're really nice and they're really good. Something of the pop chips are good as well. Mm. Um, squares, I do like squares, but they're not up there with my favourite. Discos have got that mouth painful sort of afterburn it's the
0: thing of beauty isn't it yeah. it's exactly it feels like the exact line where pleasure and pain meet
4: yeah
0: <laughs> it's yeah. a sort of I'm going get that
4: bit where the end of your tongue is completely numb but you yeah. just you still want to carry on munching them yeah but bags of crisps have got smaller so I find you do need about four in <laughs> always get as many crisps as you might have had once upon a time <laughs> so well maybe I've just got bigger but, <laughs> but they're definitely like a bag of crisps is mostly air yeah. So it's not as bad for you as you think it's going to be because it's mostly over.
0: It. <laughs> Love it. If you're stuck in space with a magic food maker that pumps out like one food at a time but it's stuck on one food and you're there for a year, what food are you having in there? You, you know what food are in there. She's having salt and vinegar.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Discos. Yep. Yeah. Do you reckon you could do that for a year? Yeah, I I they'd float idea. around, wouldn't they? So I'd yeah. have to like float around munching <laughs> them like a Pac-Man. <laughs> that would be fun. That would be fun actually. I might get sort of scurvy. Yeah, I'd need something orangey, wouldn't I? <laughs> for some reason
0: in my head, I was kind of thinking that the vinegar and them counted as lemon, but no, it would be not, probably it's acid, not. but it's, it's not vitamin C, is it? What's
1: that? For I think that, that would be the least of the my worries,
4: of though. Because, like, yeah. where would like if I'm in space for a year? Floating around, like I'd obviously I need water as well because I can't eat salt vanilla crisp for a year without any water. But I'm like, how do the mechanics of this work? Like, where do my waste products go? Oh, that
0: all all that stuff's dealt with. Is it all dealt with? No, I'm not trying to stress you out with this scenario. What? No,
4: it is a slightly stressful scenario. Sorry. But no, but, but I think salt and vinegar crisps. I think you could live for a year off salt and vinegar crisps, but probably not for much longer. Please no. don't take that as actual medical advice because I'm only <laughs> an honorary doctor. Um, and actually, if anyone does attempt this and gets ill, I accept no liability. Thank
1: you. <laughs> mm,
3: I'm in my tongue.
2: Good news, ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com newsadfree. That's amazon.com newsadfree to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.
3: Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. Only at Sleep Number stores or SleepNumber.com.
0: Have you got any particular like, hopes when it comes to eating in the future and technology?
4: i kind of like to hope that everybody has enough food yeah. and everybody has enough food to eat well and eat what they want and what they need.
1: yeah.
4: Uh, that would be my only hope. And I would think that it's not so much technological advance, but people are starting to get educated about the impact of meat farming and stuff on yeah. our environments. So I don't want to go all vegan, but it's... Because I, I don't think that the answer is go vegan, actually. I think the answer is reduce your consumption. I think the yeah. World Health Organization just released figures saying that if people just, like, reduce their consumption... Yeah, they by just like, if they just flirted with veganism
3: yeah,
0: occasionally. Actually, yeah, or just yeah. had,
4: like, a few more beans and a yeah. bit less cow. And it's like... And that's something I that's not... Not doable, is it? I mean, you know, being toast sort of toasted vegan, it's not rocket science. Yeah. But then that opens its... Like, veganism isn't the answer either, because there are harmful practices in all aspects of farming. Yeah. Um, and intensifying some of those may cause its own like raft of problems. But just that everyone's got enough food, and that yeah. everyone's got enough food to eat what they need. Um, yeah. And that, that would be my hope for the future, really. And I think that with technology now... Um, I think that it's it's a case of we do have the technological means to do it because the greatest thing about technology these days is access to education and information. Yeah, but it's whether we have the will to do it. So mm. people can invent like lab-grown burgers and you know and, and excellent irrigation systems and stuff to to, to completely revolutionise modern farming. But it's whether people actually want to want to open their eyes to it or whether they want to continue to be ignorant about it yeah i think a lot of people don't have choices about what they eat so i think there's two separate issues going alongside each other and one of them is you know access to food Mm -hmm. in the first place and if you've you know if you're desperately poor you can't go oh i'll actually have the organic quinoa and go well i'm actually going to have whatever food bank gives me yeah so it's a it's a it's a raft of issues to resolve, but I'm, yeah. I'm confident that we could do it, but people just need to want to. Yeah,
0: totally. It's a minefield, isn't it, really? I like the idea of a future where we can just 3D print. I don't know, half me wants a future where we can 3D print, like, balanced meal or whatever. But then also, I don't know, that fun of choosing. Yeah, see, because I tried to do, I'm
4: going to get in trouble now, but I tried to do Huel <laughs> for a week. Did you? Is, yeah. Is that
0: basically protein dust?
4: Well, it's actually I know people it works for brilliantly, like people who can't be bothered to cook, people who never wanted to learn yeah. to cook, people who don't cook. I know loads of people who do it. You know, I have the occasional one as a oh wait, I need a I need a balanced breakfast and I'm just I'm just too busy chucking it in a pot shake it. So it's it's a um there's a complete mix of perfectly balanced proteins, fats, carbs... Fuel stands for human fuel. Right. It's like if you... You could literally live off it and nothing else and you would have all of your recommended daily requirements. But for me... I went mad I was like I like cooking I like eating yeah. I like choosing food I like squeezing my lemons In the supermarket I like to I'm, that, I'm the bread squasher I'm the person That goes around Squishing loads of bread <laughs> it's Probably the most Controversial thing I've ever said um, <laughs> You're going to get Complaints I love about the, the bread squeezer You're going to get um, More shit
0: From um Bread perfectionists that yeah, you are, are like, oh, anti diet community. Yeah, okay. I like to rub
4: my thumb into an avocado <laughs> and see if it's right. Perfect avocado, by the way, should feel like a well supported breast. It should be really firm. Should it? Yeah, it should be really firm, but just enough giving it that you go, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> as well, it's got to have a little bit of juice to it and then you, and then it's good. So, it's, I mean, it's what my boobs felt like about five years ago.
0: <laughs> I was going to say, I'm just feeling really insecure about my scritching knockers, they're really gone off. <laughs> <up> there <another
4: way. laughs> you go.
0: Good to know though.
4: Yeah, but I just missed it, I just missed, you know, yeah. choosing food, finding food, like foraging for food and I just... I just, I need, I need that stimulation. But for people yeah. who can't be bothered with it, um, it's yeah, perfect, it's not an it's absolutely thing. perfect. I
0: think where the issue with that kind of stuff comes in is where it's the medical community or the diet industry telling people that it's a, a great way to get people to have the body that they think they're telling you Oh them yeah, to no, see, so here it's 2,000 calories a day. Right, it's like yeah, this, it's it's not, big, this yes, is not
4: exactly. a diet, yes. it's basically made of carbs, it's like ground right. up oats, well I don't know if it is oats actually but it's like ground up carbs yeah. and vegetables like and fruit like and everything did, did, it, so, but did, I know you obviously missed having,
0: and I couldn't, I could never I would miss having food as an object and yeah. then, and I, I think, just like it, but it, but looks it, looks nice. also, yeah, it looks nice but also I think, I mean, it's why I did this podcast I, I think everybody says they love food well not everybody, but most people go oh yeah I love food but not enough people go no I really love eating I like eating. I
4: like eating. I like the actual. I like the process of eating. I like to put food in my mouth. I like to chew it, and I like to taste it, and I like to swallow it, and I like to feel full. I like food.
0: Me too, Jack. I like it. I like
4: it from choosing it to the entire process of it. Everything, every part of digestion, and all of it is something I genuinely enjoy. Now, this could take a weird turn, so let's. But
0: do you um do you like feeling full?
4: Yeah, I, I do. Yeah, I hate being hungry. I like feeling yeah, full. Yeah. I like feeling uncomfortably full. Me too. I tried to. I, I was like, I noticed my jeans weren't fitting very well <laughs> because I eat for a living. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I'll just, I'll just go on a little diet and I lose a bit of weight. I was so angry all the time. Don't do it. Never so, do that again. No, it, I lasted a day and a half. Because I was just <laughs> raging. Because <laughs> first I was hungry, which always sends me slightly the yeah. edge anyway. And secondly, I just I just couldn't do it I was just so furious And it's funny because as a teenager I had an eating disorder And I, right. I did not want to eat And I lost loads of weight I was very, very, very skinny Dangerously skinny um, I went to an all-girls grammar school It was very highly pressured I was under a lot of pressure And I just It was one thing in my life I had control over And I look at myself now And I go for 10 years how on earth <laughs> did Jesus. I manage that because in of this, I miss my lunch and I'm just anger personified I'm just like I really just, yeah I need food I've just eaten half a wheel of cheese I mean, <laughs> I've mean, <like>, i
0: helped <laughs> you with that <little> <laughs> too, if, um, after all that trepidation about these cheese we've done quite good work yeah. and I'm still probably going to have some more I had no idea that you had um, disordered a decade yeah. of disorder yeah my yeah God. 10 years
4: but I look back and it was just a completely different part of my life because obviously then I hadn't known prophecy I hadn't Known hunger, I was. You know, it was, it was completely different. And now, I mean, that's a fairly damaged way to live your life. I was so damaged by my experiences of hunger that weren't my choice that I could never go back.
0: I feel I mean, maybe that's too. It's too sweeping a thing to say. I don't know. But often with disordered eating, there comes a time when it, it part of the acknowledging and the recovery from it, which is possible and brilliant, and what an inspirational. Situation that you're in for other people listening to this, maybe you have disorder. I get lots of emails from people, and um, and it's amazing when you talk to someone who's come through it. Yeah, I mean, you know, not without scars or whatever, but it's mm-hmm. it's totally possible to recover from that. The issues I have with disorder eating, I talked to a, a therapist about. Yeah. I don't know what I'd do without out one. I just remember really sort of accidentally making her laugh when. So I would binge, eat, but yeah, like um, no, in therapy, she said to me once, "And tell me how you feel," because I think. It's often binging can be quite traumatic. Yeah, and she, and, and and I'm not saying it, it never has been, but she said to me like, "Tell me how you feel after, during, and after you've eaten like an enormous amount of food like that." And I was like, really, "I feel really nice." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think yes. that was maybe slightly unhelpful. <laughs> not, not what she wanted, I <laughs> mean, she wanted me to be like full of shame really like, you know, hate myself. I was like, no, that is my yeah, ideal state of like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. The
4: same. Like, I was sitting there at dinner with friends and they were like, God, oh, I'm so full. And I'm like, yeah, me too. Can I see the dessert menu, please? <laughs> I think because I, I went through so long of being hungry, mm-hmm. first deliberately and then ironically, cruelly, not deliberately at all, do you think just that's maybe why you? Think, of it. If like... you
0: beat yourself up, not beat yourself up. I don't know, but do you think that's one of the reasons why? I mean, I'm sure just being hungry for that long, not your choice, is going to have. A huge traumatic impact it on had anyone. a huge
4: psychological impact. But
0: the—do you think there was? It was added to by the fact that there was a history of having done that
4: to yourself. Yeah, previously. I thought of all the food that i would thrown away as a teenager, yeah. and I just felt atrocious. I mean, those sandwiches would have been pretty moulded by now. But, <laughs> but it is a—but it is. There was a real sort of moment, because my family weren't well off, you know, yeah. my parents went out and, and worked hard for every sandwich I hid behind a radiator or every yeah. meal that I refused to finish, but also I was mentally ill, I can't, yeah. I, can't, no, no, yeah. know, I can't be, I can't sit there and carry that around forever and go, oh well that makes me a terrible person or I, I deserve to be poor or whatever, because the two are completely unrelated. They're
0: totally disconnected, I think that was but trying But oh, i, I connected them him. in my head. Yes, yeah, of course.
4: And... and, and, and you know, because they are both—they're both different parts of my life. They yeah. just—they just never met.
0: They're all part of your history, yeah. even though disordered eating is rarely Complex, anything to do yeah. with eating. Yeah, it's an illness, like so.
4: Complex.
0: Oh, so um, I'm asking politics you one more politicsy one. Okay. Um, have you? I want to know what your fears and if you have any hopes. Hopes are in, in terms of eating what food you have got access to and Brexit.
4: Oh, Brexit's going to be an absolute shit show.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's on the cards, isn't it? I just, I just already like I read the really brilliant essay thing that you wrote about how supermarkets are rebranding their mm-hmm. budget ranges to sort yeah. of play into what they assume is a massive rise mm-hmm. in nationalism.
4: Yeah, it's a little England mentality, isn't it? Yeah, it they're trying to cool. name things like little British farm. Yeah, exactly. The but old, he's, the he's, old and then the you just look at and then you look on the back of it, it's like made in Spain and it's yes. like, Well there you go, you yes. know, it's like <laughs> it's like but they're all yeah, it's this little England mentality and it's just despicable. I mean we are we are a global world, aren't we? Yeah. I know nobody got a Sharpie out and drew little lions around the country. You know, because right. it's just it's just just depresses me that we're just so happy to go back to Isolationism yeah, yeah. yeah it is isolationism It's a little mentality And it's like Yeah we do a lot of Great stuff over in England You know child, Potatoes Carrots Apples But so I mean that is the ingredients To make some vinegar discos Eat It's like You know It's like That is pretty much It And it's like Well You know Tip tree jam Is pretty nice yeah. um, But It's just I mean the idea that that people will willingly stuff up our entire food supply chain, yeah, for a bit of casual racism, is just. I just, I, I absolutely despair of it. I'm actually writing a cookbook that is entirely from tins, and I pitched it wow. to my editor as the Brexit cookbook, and that's what it is. Really, comes out for Brexit because Amazing. that's where I feel we're going to end up. And we may not, you know, I think there's another example of politicians giving us the worst case scenario so that yeah. then they could swoop in at the 11th hour and go, okay, well, it's not going to be really shit, it's just going to be quite shit. And we're yeah. like, yay, quite shit, yay! <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, thank God, I thought it was going to be really shit for a minute, but it's just, yay! It. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> but it's so true their politicians always do it they're like disaster scenario and then yeah. you're like oh, no, not the disaster scenario. And they're like, just kidding, minor disaster scenario. And oh, that's like, actually, I love you're this like, scenario yeah. now. Thanks,
0: thanks for this scenario. So they
4: basically sell you a shit sandwich by trying to yeah. sell you two, basically. you have only got to actually eat one shit sandwich now, it's fine. And you're like,
0: yay. I want to ask you another silly question, <laughs> but I don't want to stress you out with anything outside of the um, scenario. But I'm going to try asking it anyway at least
4: you noticed I'm an incredibly literal person <laughs> <laughs> um, they, they, if there's nothing else
0: left in the world like there's been an apocalypse would you eat a person
4: oh oh no nice. so you see someone once asked me a question quite similar to this right. and they said like if I could what would my last meal be and I was like my own leg I think that answers the question because <laughs> yes, I wouldn't Another person, because you know, because that's cruel and unkind and undignified. Well, even if they'd already died and they were a dick. Yeah, because I don't (laughs) want to eat their dickishness, do I? You know, like lambs taste like mint, because they eat mint, as far as I can remember. <laughs> like, you know, chickens taste nice with corn, because they eat corn. And, you know, people who are actual insufferable dickheads <laughs> might just taste like insufferable dickheads. <laughs> like, they
0: taste of insults.
4: Yeah, they're getting taste <laughs> of bitterness. <laughs> insults
0: and Tory Like, it?
4: I've got quite a good-sized leg, right? And if I was on death row, I wouldn't need it anymore. And it's a good, meaty leg. Right. And it's and, and and got a good layer of fat under the surface. And, and I'd, I'd, out of curiosity, I'd probably yeah. stick that in the oven with a bit of sage and rosemary and have to get as far down it as I could. <laughs> it's the best answer
0: anyone's ever given to that.
4: Yeah, I imagine that my thigh it would taste like a good pork belly
0: yeah.
4: and I'm looking at it now, like,
0: yum. <laughs> yum. and I'm like
2: yum
4: yum i but I quite like my legs and <laughs> yeah. I'm not obviously not going to down to myself you are got in any rush to bring this situation up I understand to, I think it'd be well hung matured <laughs> um, good 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 bumpy bit of leg like.
0: There's a cyclone heading from space and it's really pretty but it's on a horrible trajectory where it looks set to siphon up all of Europe into the great infinite abyss of the universe to just be crumbs in space forever but they've worked out that we can change its direction so that it quite specifically just sucks up Kavanaugh uh, and all of the Supreme Court appointees and maybe like whip up Donny T on the way up along with it but this will only happen if you, and weirdly it does have to be you um, run round a racetrack and you have to outrun a cheetah. It sounds impossible. But you do it! You're a hero, but you're really knackered out. Like that is a very sweaty lot of exercise. You're really puffed, whatever. You're allowed to like get beyond that point where you like feel gross because you've just done that exercise, where you've like have a shower, whatever. But you know that post exercise, really, really, really hungry. Your yeah. reward for saving the planet, let's call it that. Yeah. Um, from itself.
4: And from Brett Kavanaugh, yeah. and Donald Trump.
0: Yeah saving the planet, Yeah, <laughs> is, um, is the feast of your dreams. And none of it has to be realistic. I don't, please don't care about anything to do with healthiness. or. It doesn't even have to be stuff that exists. I want to know what you're eating, what you're drinking, who with and where.
4: I would have trifle. Nice. I love trifle and I don't think that, I would have basically 70s party food. I would have like flan and trifle and a hedgehog of cocktail sticks of pickled onions and cubes of, cheese, and, and I would have, yeah, basically a good 1970s dinner party of the worst excesses of terrible 70s cookbooks. Nice. Yeah. And I'd invite probably just loads and loads of people that I like. That's that's nice. Amazing. You
0: have a big, big party feast. Massive, massive
4: party feast nice. so where everyone can tell me how great I did and how wonderful <laughs> yeah. it was. Yeah. Like, great cyclone and diverting. Flam and and trifle and blancmange and all sorts of Get wonderful it. things that are so out of fashion now. Like, there's that Twitter account that's like the seventies yeah. cookbooks. Love it. And is it just me that everything that comes up? Like, <laughs> oh, that looks nice. We're ten out of ten <laughs> would eat peas in aspic. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, oh look at that mock salmon that's basically a fish shape piped out of match with a bit of fish paste in it. i will licking it up in my next book. I'm not like, over. I'm just about to start on a whole chapter of flans because I'm just like, Do you know what? We don't yeah. do enough with a flan anymore. No, people, everyone <laughs> wants this Instagrammable perfect food, don't they? And actually, yeah. you know, I want a flan. I want yeah. a fruit basket. I want some candied miles of ham fruits. Is what I want. And Magic. That's, that's what I'd have. Because is there I anywhere I in particular, that, you know,
0: you're going to go to have this feast with all these people. Have you got like, a favourite spot in the universe?
4: The giant's Causeway in Ireland, okay. pretty nice, but we'd have to bring a strong tablecloth and pin it down with rocks it's a bit windy there. <laughs> okay. Yeah, big 70s feast in the middle of Ireland.
1: Fit. That's, That's what i really do. <sighs> what a funny, fun and formidable warrior Jack is, and what a huge honour to get to spend some time with someone so busy with better things. <laughs> I'm a very lucky goat. Please buy all of Jack's books. If you've got them already and you can afford it, perhaps you buy them again and donate them along with some food to a food bank. Jack's on Twitter as at bootstrap cook and you can link there to her amazing blog where it all began as well as her patreon where you can financially support all her brilliant works please do 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 all those things especially buy the new book it's brilliant and check out time cheese cheese with an a instead of a second e it's expensive so maybe it's for treats but it's so delicious and they deliver to all over Please tell everyone you can contact in the internet and in your lives about this podcast. It's on all the socials as at the Hoovering Pod. Rate, review, subscribe, do five stars, do all that. Follow me too if you want at Jessica Q and my website, jessicafosterq.com. That's where I list all my gigs. Come and see me do some stand-up. And you can email me if you want to send me something longer than a tweet through that website as well. If you are my patron already. God, thank you so much. It's really helping me. If you're not and you'd like to be, you've got a few spare squids every month, go to patreon.com forward slash the hoovering pod. And finally, if you want to come and see hoovering live in London, it's at the Hen and Chickens Theatre in Islington. It's a cutie. It's a little cutie of a theatre. In the next few weeks, I'm going to start announcing the guests and they're going to be huge and really cool and lovely and great. We're all going to eat stuff together and laugh and, and laugh about eating. Come on. It's unrestrictedview.co.uk forward slash the hyphen hoovering hyphen podcast hyphen live. Hoovering is produced by Emma Corsham and the music is by Mike Greenway. Until next week, happy hoovering.
2: Head over to Hulu this March where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long.